pandemic has changed how people invest thanks to cryptocurrency and the stock market boom that happened digital investors are now a leading force new age investors want to control their own future and want the best possible information to help investors make a smart and right decision bridgeweave has come up with investor ai whose technology enables every investor to take control of their investments the company is constantly innovating to bring new and cutting edge capabilities to its customers and making investment decisions better by providing possible information and ideas in the most convenient way possible to know about this new solution i am in conversation with akshya bhargava founding ceo of bridgeweave to know more about this new solution hi akshya welcome to the podcast hi abhurva thank you for inviting me So let's start the podcast on a great note with you briefing us about Bridgeweave its specializations and the services it offers. So Apurva Bridgeweave has been set up with one very simple objective in mind and that is to help every investor make better investment decisions. And the way we do it is through use of artificial intelligence and advanced technologies. The thinking behind this is really uh, goes back to my time at Barclays Wealth Management. when i was the global ceo of this business and uh, you know we were serving over 100000 customers in 14 countries uh, and we were in the top 10 wealth managers in the world and i was struck by how little technology is used in the front office of wealth management industry and uh, bridgeway was really set up to address that problem and we narrowed our thinking to investments because we said that is one area where we can make the biggest possible difference and uh, and we took it upon as our as our mission to uh, use ai and uh, similar technologies to help every investor whether you're an individual investor whether you're investment advisor helping customers whether you're a hedge fund manager uh, to be able to take better investment decisions through very high quality information that we are able to provide so throughout this innovative process you know how was your role and contribution to the company crucial and how did it impact the industry on the whole so uh, you know you know i see the role of a leader and a founder especially uh, you know an older founder like me uh, i you know i have 41 years of work experience so i'm you know hardly a 25 year old uh setting up something so i see my role i bring a lot of experience i have seen a lot of errors and mistakes in my professional life and uh, my role is to create a vision that i believe will make a difference to the industry through my years of experience and then put together a team uh the right team that works together with each other in a way uh, that is very productive get the right people together get them them excited about the same vision uh agree on a set of milestones and then basically get out of their way because if you hire good people who are fired about the vision that the company has then uh, the best thing you can do is to leave them uh, to get on with what they want to do and just course correct from time to time be there you know in case they have wants some advice and they want some guidance and uh, provide the oversight and the boundaries that are necessary but other than that let the team do what it needs to do and that's what we have done in bridgeview you know we've got a really good team 
it's not a very big team but it's a very very ex- experienced team these are people who are super excited about what we are doing who really believe that if we succeed in our mission we will bring a new capability to the wealth management industry and help help the industry get better so that's that's really that's how i see my role so with investor ios innovation how is bridgeweave contributing to the entire ai industry and how are the clients benefiting from this ai boom that in you know bridgeweave is bringing forth with investor io okay um it's industry ai but uh, let me just take a step back and uh, you know explain a little bit about how i see uh, the landscape in the industry so historically apurva the wealth management industry has made money by providing services to its customers so the model basically is that you pay me because i do things for you what are the kind of things a wealth manager does he will they will manage your investments they will advise you on investments they will uh, look at your portfolio they will help you do transactions and so on so basically they are responsible for telling you what to do okay now if i if i take a step just hold this fact for one moment now let me give you an example of the uk market where i have numbers india i don't have numbers as yet uk has 17.6 million investors active investors of the 17.6 million only 4.2 million are wealth management customers and therefore get some kind of advice that means that you know you know a big chunk almost 13 million customers don't get advice now is it because they cannot afford to pay for advice or is it because they do not want advice my view now of course there are some people who cannot afford to pay for advice but my view is that a big chunk of the remaining 13.2 million are people who actually don't want advice and and historically this segment has never been the focus of wealth management industry they are sort of out of the industry if you will and this is the segment that i believe is going to grow and is growing very rapidly the digital investors and the boom in self direct investing that you referred to in your opening remarks really plays to that so more and more people are saying that i don't really want any advice i don't want to pay wealth managers for advice and if you look at young people they are very digital they don't want uh, they don't trust banks they don't trust institutions they trust friends they trust each other and uh, there is a very different model that is emerging and that is the segment that is bridgeweave's focus so we do not give advice we uh, we do not tell you what to do we merely give you when i say merely um, that's a uh misnomer really but we actually we give you very high quality advice a very high quality information that will allow you to do what you want so in other words what i'm seeing in the industry is the wealth management notion where like i said you get paid for doing uh something for the customer is going to change to wealth enablement where you get paid for providing tools and services that allow the customer to do what it is they want so i think self service uh, autonomous discovery organic uh, decision making is going to be a very big part of wealth management industry going forward 
and that is the segment we are attacking uh, so we are we are you know so we are attacking what we believe is a much larger segment than the advice that wealth managers give so it's a very very different thing how does it benefit the customer was the next part of your question uh, well let me tell you you know there are many online broking platforms it is very easy to buy a, a stock but what do you buy okay everybody cannot keep buying reliance and you know infosys and uh, tata consultancy services and wipro Uh, there are hundreds of very very good stocks in the indian market that are very good companies and from time to time there are very good uh, times to buy these things that is what our product investor ai does it shows you things that you have never heard of before it shows you signals it shows you that this is what is happening in the company and then allows you to make your own decision so it's a very different service even though you know it may look like an information app uh it is much much more than that and it allows you to do things that um that you haven't been able to do before so to innovate this sector in a way that you know young people or i don't know if i'd be right to say millennials the way they perceive this how what was the thought process that the company was going through to make such a solution to make such an innovation that makes you know investment easier and smarter for you know the younger generation and were there any key partnerships that helped you know bridge weave make this innovation so a uh, good question um uh, the, so the, the way you should think of innovation for in our context there are two types of innovation one is what is the content of the service you are providing okay and the second is how easy it is to use and how usable you can make it and we have innovated in both areas so the first one is the content let me talk a little bit about that so think of content as a core engine that produces all our signal so the one way in which we are very very different is that if you go to any other information service including bloomberg and thomson reuters very big ones you will get a ton of information on what has happened in our case you will get information on what is likely to happen so we are forward looking we are predictive and because predictions then it be a very important thing is, is are your predictions accurate and uh, so predictive accuracy is a very big metric for us and we measure it every day and we actually show it to our users on the app so uh, so having predictive content is a big innovation for us the way we produce this is also uh, a very interesting uh, in- innovation um where we use technology that is used in self driving cars uh where you know a car is able to recognize an object and it recognizes that object through images so when you show it uh, when think when a dog comes in front of it it doesn't say that it's uh, you know 14 cm long and 6 cm wide and 8 cm high Uh, it actually says uh, says that uh, this picture looks like a dog and therefore it is a dog and very quickly it will recognize it so to do it and that is what we have uh, done uh, in in our content we are able to recognize patterns through visual means and uh, that's quite very interesting use of technology the second part is the signals that we produce are very complex and very high quality so we do about 800 million calculations a day and 
you know, the result of these calculations is a sophisticated output. This is the kind of output you will see with fund managers or hedge fund managers. Now, it is not very easy to understand for most people. So simplifying the presentation is not uh, a trivial task. And it has required, it has taken us months and months of work to get to a point where, you know, it is simple enough for people to understand. And personally, I still believe we have a way to go in terms of simplification. And that is a constant journey. So I believe we have innovated in two ways. One is to produce the kind of content that people can uh, cannot find anywhere else. And secondly, present it in a way that everybody can use and understand. So for you know both the types of innovations that you mentioned, how did AI and analytics play a big role? And you know what were the changes that you know Bridgeview went through to you know make those innovations possible in terms of content also? Uh, we, uh, you know, we started developing this product almost three years ago. And for the first year, we never even talked to a customer because we were just developing this thing. You know, we wanted to be, be sure that the technology was possible. And what AI allows you to do is two or three things. Firstly, it allows you to handle, you know, very big data. You know, secondly, it learns from uh, seeing the more data you give it, the better it will learn. So it's a learning technology and therefore becomes self-improving in certain ways. And uh, because it looks at so much data, it is able to compare and look for patterns and spot those patterns very quickly. And we have we have used this tech. So this technology is in common use in many places. It is used in facial recognition. It is used in self-driving cars. It is used in medical technology where they will compare uh, shapes of tumors and stuff like that. Using it in financial services is, uh, I think, quite innovative. And it took us uh, a, you know, a bit of time to sort of get all this right. Now, I want to be clear. You know, we are not you know, AI researchers. We are not sort of deep mind, like, techno- like Google, deep mind. And we're not advancing the science. We're not you know, doing core research in AI. We are using what already exists in different parts of the world to very innovative applications within investments. So that is really uh, what, what is interesting about us. Now, you could say that, look, technology is technology and anyone can do the same thing. And to some extent, you would be right. But the way this technology is being applied, you cannot really come up with a proper product unless you're able to marry the skills in technology with skills in the domain. And in our case, domain happens to be investments. So to give you an example, we get, uh, we cover about 4,500 stocks in the world in across all markets. For each stock, we get 900 items of information every day. Okay. Now, not all 900 are of equal importance. So what we have done is we have created a, you know, we, we go through some feature engineering to figure out which features and attributes are more important. Then uh, some uh, and which features and attributes are important also depends on what market conditions are. So this becomes a dynamic exercise because uh, yesterday price earning ratio might be important, but tomorrow debt coverage might be more important. So depending on how the markets are doing, how the sectors are doing, you have to assign different weightages and that is all done by the machine. And then you have to convert these things into patterns. 
and then convert the entire data into patterns and then look for visual breakout patterns that will allow you to identify this. So it's really, really very innovative and very interesting. Um, not very easy to do, if you, especially if you don't know the domain you're talking about, you'll never be able to do it. It's not enough to just know the technology. It is also just not enough to know the domain because uh, without technology, then how would you ever you know, do all these things? So that is what comes together in BridgeMeet. And uh, it's a very interesting and innovative way to use AI in the investments world. From a broader perspective, what are some other solutions and services that BridgeVeep offers? So, on a, uh, so the way to think about it, I, you know, I use the Iron Man analogy. Uh, if you've seen the first Iron Man movie, where he discovers, you know, that uh, power source, which he, which is called the particle accelerator, which then powers everything, including his own heart and, uh, you know, the Iron Man suit and everything else. I think the, the our ability to generate insights and signals and investment ideas is the particle accelerator for us. Okay. Now, the signals on their own are not so easy to understand for a common person. So what we have done is we have packaged it uh, in the form of a mobile app, which we call Investor AI. And Investor AI is aimed at uh, an individual uh, investor who knows what uh, he or she is doing and has the time to invest and either has the time or wants to learn about the market. So it's a very, very useful app. It learns about you. It works to your preferences. It then uh, generates a number of ideas and signals and shows you what it thinks you might be interested in. And then you can set your own parameters to keep track and so on and so forth. Uh, there are uh, users who have told me that you know the app has shown them companies that never even heard of. And having invested in those companies, they have made a lot of money. Now, these are opportunities, new opportunities that they would never have seen. So that is one application. The second application, so just in the, just in the case of Iron Man, the first application of that particle accelerator is to keep his heart alive, you know, to keep the human being going. The second application was to power the suit. And the third application was uh, to, you know, to power flight and all kinds of things. So the second application that we have launched is something called FTM, FTM portfolios. And FTM stands for follow the machine. So the, the reason this came about is because a number of our users came to us and said, look, you know, the app is very well, but I don't have the time you know, to figure out you know, what are today's good ideas, when to buy, when to sell. Can you just, you know, put it in a portfolio for us? So we said, fine. So we, we said we will take the best signals from Investor AI. We will package them into very easy 10-stop portfolios. Uh, and we will make them available for people to subscribe. So these FTM portfolios are live in, for Indian users. You can go to our website and immediately you know, get access to it. Uh, subscription is really small, it's 1,000 rupees a month. And what it does, it allows you to take the best ideas and invest in them in a portfolio form so that um, you don't have all the decision-making from your side, when to buy, when to sell. Well, you know, once a month, we will send you a, a notification that the portfolio has rebalanced. 
you go to the site and you one click, it will rebalance. And if you're new to it, one click, it will buy. So you made it really convenient. And this is this application is intended for people who, you know, who, who know something about the markets, but don't have the time. Then there is a third piece we are working on, which is not, uh, we have not uh, announced it publicly as yet, but uh, we'll tell you what it is. There are a few people who came to us saying, look, uh, we really know exactly what we want to buy. We don't want a portfolio. We know the stocks, but we don't have the time to keep track. So we are, cre we, are, we are creating a bot for them, which you can train. And you can train the bot to say, these are the stocks I like. You can say, this is how I want it to buy. And this is when I want you to sell and uh, so on. So you can just train the bot and the bot will work for you automatically. And it's it's seamless, frictionless kind of a thing. So uh, th there are a number of other things that we're working on. There's a fi final one, I will tell you, there are many more, but I will just mention one more, is where uh, a large company has come to us saying, look, we have lots of small, small investors. <coughs> they cannot afford the kind of price you are charging, but they do want uh, information and intelligence. And can you create... Uh, micro packages for them that they can buy for 100 rupees a month or 150 rupees a month. So we are working on something like that as well. So there are a number of innovative things that are in the pipeline and uh, which you will see us launching. What were some of the challenges that Bridgeway faced while innovating, you know, Investor AI or even FTM or the new, the smaller package portfolios that are being created by Bridgeway? You know, I will tell you that my biggest challenge was how to present it in the simplest possible way without dumbing it down. I don't know if that makes sense to you or your listeners, but you know, it is much, much harder to be simple than it is to be complex. Now, I would name them, but just go to any information site in India, you know, either a website or a mobile app. You will see so much information. Because, you know, they will forget ads. Because there are many ads as well. But just leaving ads aside, the amount of information is far too much. So much that it just becomes noise. No one can understand. So you have to simplify. And, you know, taking away is much harder than putting in. So showing 40 things on a page is much easier than showing three things on a page. Or which three? How do you show them? How do you present them? How do you make sure that the message is not lost or diluted somewhere? So our biggest challenge was not the technology because, you know, we are, we are good at that. Our biggest challenge was not the investment knowledge because we have so much investment knowledge. Our biggest challenge was how to present it for different types of users in a way that um, does not overload them with information, but does not give them such simplistic information that it's actually not that useful. And that remains a challenge. Um, we have uh, we are actually working with the consultant who is 22 years old to help us in some aspects of this simplification. So this is something that is very very uh, important to us. Uh, we all, including me, spend time looking at it and considering it and challenging each other. That you know, are we showing too much? Are we showing too little? And I will tell you, this will be a journey. There is no final solution here, but. Uh, you know, along our journey, that has been our biggest challenge. Lastly, Akshaya, what is your point of view about the future of the industry on the whole? Like, apart from 
the innovations that Bijvi was doing and how they contribute to the industry, the wealth management industry on the whole. What do you think? Where do you think the future is headed towards? That's a great question, and it's a great closing question also. So leave Bijvi even investor here to one side. I will not talk about. It. Let us look at the industry, okay, and let us analyze it from the demand side. and then let us analyze it from the supply side on the demand side i think what is happening is it you know it's a well published published figure that there is 20 to 25 trillion dollars of wealth that will change hands in the next 20 years okay and a lot lot of it is generational transfers now there is nothing new About generational transfers, the twenty-five trillion is a big number, but these numbers keep getting bigger as the global wealth increases. But the transfer of wealth across generations is nothing new. In the past, the transfer of wealth has me- simply meant a change in title. That you know, uh, my grandfather uh, would pass his wealth to my father, and uh, the property or whatever wealth there was would be the same, and the title holder would change. What is happening now? is much more profound than that because the wealth that is being transferred will be transferred to the millennial generation that you refer to or even gen z and these are very different types of customers their behaviors are different their their uh, how they want to buy what they want to buy what they are willing to pay for or not willing to pay for is very different so you know when i was running barclays wealth all our customers were high net worth or ultra high net worth customers all of them were assigned a personal relationship manager and we kept in contact with them they came and met us we welcomed them to very fancy offices and sometimes when they couldn't come we went to meet them in their homes which were very nice and fancy and when we could do neither we took them out to restaurants and had lunches and dinners with them. that was the primary means of engagement primary, and and of course email and phones and all the rest of it today's customer is very different if you look at the digital customer he does not come to your come to your office he does not want to be wined and dined he does not want you to come to his house he just wants to deal with you on a digital mechanism either online or on the phone and this phone thing as gen z comes more and more uh, into prominence uh you know they will they will simply not want to engage with the in a traditional way with the traditional model so one is the engagement model is changing secondly look at the cost a lot of young people don't want to pay fees they don't see why they should pay 100 basis points or 1% to for somebody to tell them what to do on their portfolio they say no 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 give us the data we can figure it out and this is very disruptive to the wealth model and i'll come to that in a moment but the reason why i think this will exponentially grow is because these guys are young and they are uh, they are at the early stage of their income generation capability and as they inherit money i think it is quite possible that in 20 25 years the digital user will control real up close to 50% of global wealth now so that is what is happening on the demand side then now let us look at the supply side on the supply side the traditional model of high touch service and personalized service and giving advice and charging for it or getting paid by the fund houses for you what you do for your customers that is going to disappear because 
the the customer the, the customer is not going to want that okay so you so for if i was a wealth manager today i would be really worried that 50% of my customers might disappear in the next 20 25 years now that is a life threatening moment for uh, the wealth industry the only way the wealth industry can adapt is to very rapidly build out a digital model that is not based on advice but that is based on self service and uh, a bunch of very smart very intelligent tools that help uh, customers uh, organically you know do whatever it is they want so i think it's a very important moment for the wealth industry where there is significant change coming it is not obvious today but it will become more and more obvious with every passing year and it is not very far away it is within a generation i.e. 20 25 years so that's what i think is happening to the wealth industry thank you so much for your insights akshay and for making time for this podcast i'm sure our listeners got a good understanding about investor ai and what bridge we wants to you know aims to do with investor ai in the sense it wants to make investments easy and understandable and accessible accessible for you know people of yet the younger generation who don't who are not looking for advice rather looking for you know portfolios that they can make decisions from so thank you so much for all your insights and once again thank you for making time for our podcast thank you, thank you.